Ladies and gentlemen, here we are back at the mountaintop of Mount Manitoba. And I say here we are back because I just did my whirlwind tour of Las Vegas where I too was a personal guest of Bono at the Sphere. Okay, I went to see it. I wasn't a personal guest, but I was there. Dude, it wasn't a whirlwind tour. You were in Vegas for an entire week. It was a whirlwind Who survives tour. a week in Vegas? You got three days tops and then the liver just goes, fuck it, I'm moving out. Why, well, that, that's sort of like why I'm sort of got a detox here instead of uh, my usual beverage. But uh, yeah, the scale did not sort of agree with me as I sort of returned, but we wanted to do as much as possible. And it was fun. We had, we did everything. We did everything that we could. And that, but, 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 we are now back here. And I'm Kirk Buckner, along with Brad Nelson, Andrea Tessman, and I run not in Hall of Fame.com and the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame. Big announcement coming soon. Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Big announcement coming soon. And of course, the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Live announcement coming soon. Huh? Live. I'm going live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Look for well, that in November. Fox on this bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I'm doing my plugging first. Because, uh, you know, you got to get your plug plugs it. in before uh, Brad sort of beats you to it. But anywho, speaking of Brad. This the whole show. Listen, yeah, well, I could be wearing a plug right now, and neither of you two would be any the wiser. Nobody wants to know about that, Brad. I'm just saying, there are mysteries back there. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a show or an album by somebody. Plug or no plug. <laughs> I like Brad, it. I, I think the... Uh, the second hole in your butt is a well-known fact right now. And uh, the fact that it is somewhat plugged with dressing and bandages and I a vacuum. Can, I can still poop, so I can still get stuff up there if I wanted to. I, I honestly believe when they said, uh, come here to put a fresh dressing on it, you were disappointing when it was, disappointed when it wasn't ranch. Wow. <laughs> I would have learned to lick myself real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of songs with a sexual entente, Right, you know, something that I barely remembered. When you said touch and go, I thought the Cars song? <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. Well, I've noticed you around, Kirk. Mm. I find you very attractive. Mm. Would you go to bed with me? Mm -mm. Come in with the horns. go, I think this is sort of an interesting time for me when I'm looking back. This was, uh, I believe, 98. And uh, yes. around maybe about 10, year, 10 years before, I don't know why it made me think of this, but I, uh, but I did. And I apologize. I, I can't remember the actual name of uh, the person behind it. But I remember the first time I ever heard uh, Technotronic. Oh, this, G, this beat is, this beat is Technotronic. Right. And or Pump Up the Jam. Yeah, but I'm listening to sort of like it was this, it was when they still did countdown shows, and they were mentioning how basically Technotronic is only one person, and it wasn't the person in the video. No, it was not. It was another Millie Vanilli thing going on. Well, no, but they weren't hiding it. It was just it was one guy who would go by that name, and then just sort of like have a bunch of things. And now it's like if you see if you hear something, all right, uh, David Guetta's performing, but you don't actually hear him or see him or anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a shit ton of that. But back then, back in 98, this was still rather novel, I think. Uh, yes. An individual, I don't want to say posing as a band, but we didn't know any better, and nobody well, thought in those terms. So, 
David Lowe. Yeah, because David you know, Lowe and Gordon Necky were were producers on this one. But uh, is, Gordon didn't sorry. play anything, did he? But but David Lowe is this entire song. The vocals are a pre-recorded track that we'll get into. There's like everything. He just then composed it in a way because he released prior music that wasn't as commercial of a success because it couldn't be performed live because it was just him doing his synth mm -hmm. keyboard thing. So this song he wrote, he produced, he created, and then was like, all right, here, touch and go. You take it so you can tour with it. So they weren't really this song. They just no. were the face of this song. Yeah, because um, what's it? James Lynch was the uh, musician for this, so he was playing the instruments, and, and then it was it was just Vanessa Lancaster who was the voice. Was she but only only in live performances? Only in live performances, and and on this recording of, of no, no, no. Who was the voice on this one? Nobody knows. Okay, I didn't get that part. I I found the same thing that Andrew did. And that's what was sort of throwing me off because. Doing a lot of research on this wasn't easy. They they apparently have an official website that looks like it was created back in the AOL days and probably hasn't been yeah. updated. <laughs> you got mail. Yeah. It probably hasn't been updated in, I, I'm going to guess, nine years. I guess they're still paying their hosting fee, so good on them for that. And mm -hmm. the, the lead singer, I'm putting in air quotes, uh, what was her name? God, Vanessa Carmichael. Vanessa. Hang on. It's in my notes. Wasn't it Lancaster? Vanessa Lancaster. Yeah, Vanessa Lancaster. So I'm reading the bit, the mini biography they have on her. It's like, okay, well, she was, she she studied me singing here, did this, did this, did this. I couldn't find anything where she's actually singing or at least that I'm sure that she is. I found mm -hmm. the performance at Top of the Pops, but it's the same, you know, Top of the Pops are basically lip syncing everything and mm -hmm. just pretending that they're playing around. Uh, the keyboardist on the top of the pops was not even remotely close to getting anything right. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, like it was an interesting choice for me. And again, that's where I, I go back to my Technotronic, which I know was eight years before. And maybe you remember this, maybe you don't. Brad, you might be more likely to remember than I do. So the first two videos that Technotronic had, the first one was uh, Pump Up the Jam. Mm -hmm. And it was Technotronic featuring Felly. Which I guess was the the pretend performer because she mm -hmm. didn't she didn't rap or sing shit. And then the second one, which was uh, "Move Your Body," which was Ya Kid K, who was the actual person who did it, who looks well. Let's just say does not look like Felly. No, good at that. No, there's a slight difference in, um, let's just say the hotness scale, and probably who they're attracted to scale. It could be. Which is, well, I'll, I'll just say it. Yeah, Kid K looks like uh, she would be uh, hitting on Andrea as opposed to... Uh, Listen, you don't have to be gay to hit on Andrea. In the past, I've hit on Andrea and I'm straight. Well, you're not a female. So I was going, for, I was going for a point. You have never, not once, have you asked for my pronouns. And I never will. Okay. But that's okay, and I'm 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 going into weird right wing territory. So how about I read a quote directly from David Lowe here that says, "I'm yep. not going to divulge where the original vocal came from. That's a well kept secret. Though I can tell you that she appeared in something quite different that I was working on a couple of years ago." 
And it wasn't big enough a hit for people to really care and look any any deeper. No, it, it really wasn't. But what I did find really cool about this is that the lines from this song are from a psychological study that was done twice, one in 78, one in uh, 90 or 82, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 78 and 82 where they had uh, attractive members of the uh, psych class walk up to other people that they found attractive and say three things to them. I've noticed you around. I find you very attractive. And then would you go on a date with me or would you go to bed with me or some variation on that theme? And to check the success rate of men's and women's receptivity to being picked up on in a direct way. Um, I believe if I remember my facts and figures correctly, men were 78% likely to be receptive to it, but only 60, I want to say right around the 65% mark to follow through and actually show up. So they commissioned a whole experiment to see if men would rather have sex easy than women. Wow. No, it was, well, okay, but it was that, but it was the receptivity to the offer that came out of nowhere, you know, and, and they wanted to see, okay, well, we're, we're entering a time where women are becoming more sexually liberated, the pill has been invented and has been mass marketed, uh, is this affecting uh, gender norms in, in society on university campuses specifically? Uh, because those are the younger people who are going to be um, using the pill or or things like that. So they wanted to check that out. And it, women were significantly less open to being approached like that. And I think only about 30% or so, 30 or 40% to follow through, even on stereotypically attractive um, potential mates. And I, I thought like that it. was a really cool study. I wish I'm I could convince. Seeing Admiral Akbar. It's a, trap. it's a trap. Yeah. I wish I could convince uh, a large institution. Maybe I'll go to the University of Manitoba. Like, I got the study idea. Give me, give me a few million dollars, dude. You'd have to find somebody attractive at Manitoba. Hello. <laughs> the defense rests. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yes, for those watching, I know I'm a four. But that's okay. Interestingly, I'm going to talk about uh, Miss Lancaster here. Uh, I forgot her first name, Vanessa. Because she's kind of at least a five and a half. Because I think I'm a five. I think you got you got a half point on me. Oh. Hey, you pulled your wife. I can't seem to pull your wife. You keep trying though, don't you? <laughs> it's mostly because she took me on that great extravagant Vegas trip. It's hard to be a trophy husband. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, this woman, though, there's there's an old Northern Pike song, uh, Six Dressed Up as a Nine. This woman's a nine dressed up as a nine. And that's not Northern Pikes either. Oh, who is it? Uh, Northern Pikes is She Ain't Pretty, She Just Looks That Way. I thought there was another song. Uh, Three three dressed up as a nine. I don't know. Trooper. Trooper. It is Trooper. Canadian. I'm, I'm close. Not really, but still. Yeah, it's the bare naked ladies that did that, eh? Yeah. Well, I was very close to going Canadian with the next one. I still might, but... Okay. But we'll, we'll see. Is it going to be Trooper? No. 
uh, although Trooper just played here recently. Oh, it's uh, going to be Chilliwack, isn't it? Who also just played here. Oh, it's going to be Doug and the Slugs because they're making it work. <laughs> making it work. Gotta hate that song. That song Vancouver bands you can cycle through. That song comes on, man. I am I am sitting there singing the making it work. I don't know any of the other words, but I, I'm singing along with that part. Hey, Conductor Andrea, you have a job here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> doot, doot, motherfucker. Ooh, I like that. Okay, well, I, I looked at this woman as a nine acting like a six. In the video, she doesn't do nothing. The video is not sexy at all. No, and I think that's where that alien comment thing came from. Is just like the weird walking at funny angles and like yeah. So she's so she's kind of blue. I, I found sure the alien blue. comment that I was talking about, uh, and that was uh, editor from the Daily Record who had said this anonymous dance hit features a lead singer who claims she is an alien. Blah blah blah. Um, they're keeping her identity secret, which suggests there's a balding producer behind it. Right, but they actually put a face to it. So as far as, as people face knew, to it, but they didn't. The voice and the face didn't match. Neither did her attempt at so, like. I don't know. It's like what did she watch uh, Star Trek and she did this as a Vulcan? Uh, I saw you. Do you want to? Like I don't know. It's very monotonous. Uh, I don't know, man. I when I first heard that, I mean, it could have just been my horny nineties brain. But I was just uh, like, because well, okay. you've, you've evolved a lot since then. Uh, no, now I have a horny millennium brain. <laughs> so, uh, but the difference was, I mean, back then at least, I, I, just the idea, the off chance that I could be approached like that was, was it? like, it fired something up. I'm like, oh, that would be really kind of neat instead of me having to do all the work, Were trying to be funny and cultivate then? a personality. What's this? Were you working at the strip club then? I was not at the strip club in 98. I was, no, uh, tail end of 98, I would have been, because it would have been 98 mm-hmm. to nine or to 2000. No. Yes, I would have been at the strip club. The one place where that would have worked on any man, because, you know, like I'm sure a lot of men go to the strip club thinking, you know, that she was just looking at me in a way, and I, I think there's a chance. You know, mm-hmm. she looked at me differently than the other guys who had dollar bills in their mouth. I'm just, I'm just gonna give her an extra ten. Strippers <laughs> have X-ray vision and they can see the dollar bills in your wallet. Mm. It's interesting as we go to a cashless thing, and I haven't been to a strip club in twenty years. But anyhow, well, at least there's a place to swipe your card. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that implants, implants are going to have tap here pretty quick. Send your email comments to Brad Nelson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kirk Pete is seed. (laughs) Hey, at least it's not like uh, Alberta peelers that they throw coins at them. So you could concuss somebody like that. Whipping a toonie across the room. I was one in Alberta when, we, when I was living there. Yeah, it's a, there's an interesting story behind it. They were basically trying to um, prohibit strip clubs, but they couldn't outlaw them. So they kind of removed Gyno Row and made everybody stay back, I don't know, 10 feet or something is the front row. I, I, so I, you I couldn't would. reach to put bills yeah. on the ground. So instead, they just started throwing 
loonies and toonies and then, so some of the dancers would make cones out of their posters and stuff and if you got it in the cone you you got the poster um but they also have a trough boy because there's now like a toonie trough that goes around the stage and so they got a trough boy who comes along with a push broom and collects all the coins afterwards do they fight in the back saying that was that toonie was meant for me <laughs> probably not <laughs> Anyway, let's. Uh, I will. I will reroute this train, uh, and we can stop. But before we do that, I take it back, Brad. I do want to go now to a strip club with you. I said I didn't want to, but now I think I do. But anyway, oh yeah, yeah man, I'm a good time at a strip club. Yeah, yeah. Go, on, go on, Andrea. Sorry. Oh, I was. Let's get back to uh, this song and away from the Albertan strippers. What's the name of the third album? Albertan strippers. <laughs> Well, a lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. Do, 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 do. You guys don't know that song, Bloodhound Gang? No, I do, I do. Yeah. Bloodhound Gang is bad. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a bit. But anyway, yeah, so, so this, this song comes out. What else happened about it, guys? Uh, uh, there, uh, well, I'm going to say that the real star of the show, uh, and I don't know whether he got to improvise or whether this was all all through him of uh, who's the trumpet player because that is what makes this song so also fun fact about that trumpet part yes it was all performed however it was completely deconstructed and reconstructed again by uh what's his pickle david Lowe. by david Lowe, so okay. that the final product was not what trumpet player actually played however he did perform it live almost exactly the way it was recreated so hmm. Okay. But yes. James Lynch Excellent. being the trumpet Excellent player. pop jazz trumpet. Which there was, we're still not, not there, I mean, there was a lot of great uh, sort of funk jazz, uh, a lot of hip hop jazz going on in the early 90s. Oh, not okay. soul. But not a lot in the house genre. Or the, you know, the, and, and I apologize, maybe I'm missing something, but I can't remember a lot in the late 90s of, of songs that sounded like that. Now I can then. It's got a bit of a cake kind of sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell feel to it. Mm -hmm. um, I raised my daughter right, by the way. She was over here extolling the virtues of cake the other day, saying how much she was really enjoying, uh, like how much she really liked cake. Because cake come up, came on my speaker as I was making dinner. And she's like, oh, I love cake. And I'm like, I did something right. As for my daughter, I never met her. But anyway. <laughs> so what else has this sort of feel to it um like you're there's not a lot there no i mean this is more european than um a lot of what we were it getting was bigger in europe well, exactly <laughs> it was because this is this is this has more of a european feel the european market would take stuff like this and and run with it a lot more as we can see by the charts um they they did a little bit more with with house and dance music than we did here in in North America. They still uh, do. I mean, yeah. the home of Eurovision. It's got to be ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, like this this kind of stuff. I mean, we we got you know they got decent electronic music, and we had to suffer through grunge. It wasn't suffering. Grunge is awesome. Grunge is not awesome. Run just a bunch of dirty people saying they're very depressed. If you take a shower, maybe you wouldn't be so depressed. 
I was That's feeling it, man. They were speaking to my soul, man. Yeah, because you needed a shower in the 90s. I had a lot of showers in the 90s. I just needed something else that I needed reasons to have showers. <laughs> yeah. ah, uh, what I found also interesting, too, I was, again, sort of a callback to a previous episode when we looked at uh, Thomas Dolby. Mm -hmm. uh, so here's a guy who although Dolby did sort of like present himself and sort of like knew what he, how he wanted to look, uh, David Lowe had no stage presence and didn't want to. No, he was behind the scenes hundred percent. And that, and a year later from what I might have my years wrong, but I don't think by much, he went to work for the BBC. So if you happen to be listening to this in the UK or watched any kind of BBC stuff, almost everything that is, that's sort of their bumpers and whatnot is this mm -hmm. guy. Jingles, any kind of like filler music and what have you, he was doing. Which it, which is fascinating because we we talk about so many musicians who want to look the part, and sometimes it's the ones that the behind the scenes people, which we're getting a lot more of now, I suppose, than before, because there really wasn't an avenue for it. Because oh, mm -hmm. I, I can be behind the scenes and then I can just sort of have somebody else be the face. Great. Mm -hmm. I think there's always been a lot of it. We just uh, hear. Well, look more at about the gorillas or Kiss. Um, like Kiss in the in the seventies, they they weren't you, you didn't see them out of makeup. Yeah, but that's yeah, but they that's were acting like, like rock stars. Insane clown posse. That's just the you know what they knew who they were. They were kabuki, kabuki rock. Right, it's, but, it, but yeah, know, it, it's, it's not like still there. Here's an example: Steely Dan. Steely Dan loved to record. Didn't want a tour. Mm -hmm. Like, but you know that was a time where you pretty much kind of had to. Oh. Yeah, we've gone through this before. It's a, it's a, I didn't know until you told me, yes, the steel dildo. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know it was something that I was supposed to let you answer. I thought you wanted... Bre no, I didn't want to answer it. I, I, just, I just thought maybe this was new information and I forgot I've already disseminated yeah. it. Now, now you know what it's like when someone ruins your bit. What would that feel like, Kirk? It can feel good. I'd not enjoy that. Um, other people primarily or prefer to be behind the scenes. There's a lot of them, and then oh, there's yeah. some that Daft like, Punk, Dead Mouse. The number of people that don't realize how much more successful Dolly Parton is as a writer than as a performer. Yes, is mind-numbing. And as an amusement park all, owner. Well, most people know she isn't an amusement park owner it's also an amazing philanthropist the woman is a national treasure but the the point being she got her millions and hundreds of millions but she she is more successful as a songwriter for other people than she is as a performer which is already insanely successful. we had extolled the virtues of dolly previously and I did some thinking on this. And beforehand, it was like Betty White was the old lady I'd like to sleep with. I don't think I could sully Dolly Parton with my penis. I, I think I, I think it would make her less of a person. Betty White was was dirty. Like Betty White she, was dirty. She had a nasty side to her. Um, mm -hmm. whereas Dolly Parton is pure. She really kind of is. I, I think what would happen, you would you would have hit on Betty White, but you want would have wound up sleeping with B. Arthur. 
Okay, did you ever see the comedy ro- the, the 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 roast of um oh who was it now? Uh I can't remember, but Jeff Ross was doing the yep. roast, of course, as he does. Yeah. <clears throat> and he stood up and he he was he had worked on this for ages. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I can't remember who he said it to, but the line was, I wouldn't fuck you with B. Arthur's dick. And the camera goes right to me, Arthur. Yeah, yeah. And she just, she glared daggers. Now, yeah. Jeff Ross felt bad about this afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so he went to, she was, she had a show of some sort of a reading or a one, one woman play mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And he goes to the show with flowers and um, he, he wanted to apologize to her because he didn't get a chance to talk to her after, after the, the roast. So he goes in and he gets backstage. He goes over to B. Arthur with these flowers and said, B, I just wanted to say, and before he said anything else, you're that little son of a bitch. And she said, they, or he said they both sat and laughed and they had a drink together. And yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, ever, she ever see, she uh, took a joke like a champ. She's a pro. Mm-hmm. Well, you ever see Betty White at the uh, William Shatner roast? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. George Decay, one of the, before he sort of went uh Oh my. Well, it's like Betty White. There are faucets. Michelle Nichols smells like pussy here. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then Artie Lang's there Artie Lang's there too. And uh there Princess Oh, Lang, unfortunate things that. have happened to that man's face. Oh, that's true. But yeah, the one thing so he goes up there and he's and he's and he's got a paper bag. He says, all right, Shatner, act your way out of this one. He says, what are you saying to sort of uh, to uh, to an aging, bloated uh, sci-fi hack? You say, how you doing, Carrie Fisher? Oh, jeez. Oh, you know, I, I, I love the roasts. And I like the roasts where they actually like they're, they're pals and they're joking with their pals oh. because you say the thing that you should not say. And everybody respects you for, you know, walking over that line. What was one? Uh, Jimmy Carr was on one. I forget for who. It doesn't matter. But Ann Coulter's on the dais. And Ann Coulter's bombing on everything. And so Jimmy Carr just does his bit. And he says, Ann Coulter, blah, blah, blah. And he says, but there's still one way you can redeem yourself. You could kill yourself. <laughs> he was the only one who could probably pull that off. Oh, time. and Jimmy Carr yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. If yeah. you haven't watched his dark materials. Boy, did we get off the rails pretty fast. 100%, but I mean, in a good way. I think so. Uh, I guess that's pretty much it for here. I, I'm very, it was very, I, I thought I was going to have nothing. And then I just sort of like, I was finding more stuff on that. Uh, I none, Nobody else really became anything from what I could tell. No. I couldn't even find her real voice. Although according to that 10 year old website that was probably created 30 years ago, she can sing. I got yep. no evidence of it. Uh, maybe that, that whole alien thing sort of explains why she's, why someone who's, pretty attractive is doing virtually nothing to look attractive yeah well she's she's probably gone home there you go she's gone back to her alien overlords or back to her home planet no that's may well be Pucci. all right so i've got i had two ideas for next week okay one, so the canadian had, one and the not canadian one yeah well I, one's actually a request at the bar oh picking this around but I, well, good I, dj takes requests yeah, yeah, but I, I, I'm going to go somewhere else because I'm more inspired by what you did here, Brad. Uh, I'm going to... I'm inspired by Brad? Somebody? I'm gonna, well, but this song. What does this Brad world Quaid. come to? 
<laughs> the day I became, okay, well, that's what it was. I turned 50. I'm now inspirational. Ah, yeah, but only to people I would, uh, I would love, like you to invite you to uh, shut the fuck up about that, Andrea. That you're my elder. Yeah, well, this she... is now an elder, tribal elder. You whippersnapper! When I was your age, we respected the people who were better than us. You also wore an onion on your belt, didn't you? As was the style at the time. Yeah, I used to be with bees. Give me five bees. Anyway, what happened to you? Now I'm going to go with something that is virtually not even true. There is no ambiguity. Ambiguity. Ah, 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 ah. Ambiguity. I I speak as well as I type sometimes. As Brad will say, like this would be great. Whatever message you were trying to say, Buckner, as long as it was in English. <laughs> sometimes I just don't because I don't have my damn glasses on. So just washed your tongue and you can't do a thing with it. There you go. See, I did take a shower, but I'm going to go with something from the from the mid '80s, from somebody who I know there's a lot to dissect because I know what happened to her after. Ooh, she's no longer with us. And Andrea, you wear dresses. I'm wearing one right now. Has there ever been a pretty mess on it? I am a messy person and spill things constantly. Okay, well, we're looking in the 1985 song Vanity. Pretty mess. Oh, you've made such a pretty mess on my dress. You're right. I don't know this one. I'm concerned. I've never heard of this. Right. She's a, she was a, one of the protégés of Prince and Rick James. I'll leave it at that. Hmm. Hmm. So See, Van Prince was dirty, but subtle, dirty kind of almost. Uh. Well, even when he wasn't wasn't subtle. He could he could just make it work. And what was he a four foot nine guy walking around with all the swagger of like a, a six foot two dude? Five foot two, who could drain a three, which is amazing. One hell oh. of, a, of a high school basketball player, apparently. Just an insane man, that Prince. Yeah. So I thought there'd be a lot to sort of carve here, because uh, I do know what sort of happened to Vanity after, and someone who just, and I remember hearing this as a kid thinking. I think I know what that mess is, but I'm not quite sure because I hadn't been able to. I'm, I'm guessing we're we're going down the Monica Lewinsky, even though that was a decade later. Uh-huh. Exactly. So I, I just think this one will be very, not to go much of the song. The song's shit. I just re-listened to it again, but the whole thing around it, we're not even hiding anything anymore. And yet they seem to get away with it. Okay, I'm putting this in the chat. I still don't know what you're talking about, but uh, you ever heard of Apollonia? What's this? Ever heard of Apollonia? Apollonia? Mm -hmm. Is that something you can get? Is that an STD? STI? Let's call it STI now. Well, not far off. It was another one of Prince's uh, female disciples. Okay, no, see, I know. Um, uh, She has a regular first name and then one letter for her last name. Sheila E. Sheila E. I know Sheila E. Sheila E. As a Sheila E. Sheila E. Sheena e. Sheila. Right, because it was Sheena Easton and yes. Sheila E. Yes. Man, this could go really far because Sheena Easton was morning train and then she got hooked up with Prince and man. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So next week is about a pretty mess on a dress. Hmm. All right. I've never heard of this song, so I'm I'm looking forward to trying it. There you go. Uh, with that, uh, other things here in the Bucknerverse. I've written a book. I don't know if you know that. Uh, I call bullshit. You can't. Ahead. You can't speak. You can't read. You can't write. I can if I look things over and I do it. Oh, and, and I edit myself eventually. I don't edit myself in little random messages to you. Uh, I would appreciate it if you take greater care when talking to me. That would probably be nicer, but it won't happen. But something <laughs> I did take a lot of care in is the great book, Chavo Guerrero. Well, I think it's a great book. Chavo Guerrero, Instant Classic, but the late, great Chavo Guerrero Sr. Get that on Amazon if you want to support everything that I'm doing. Uh, there was the weekly show with Evan Nolan. A uh, lot of news that's surrounding the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. We're going to be going live on an episode soon. We're going to be announcing the first class. Also, too, I think shortly we're going to have our cancel pool, and that's going to be a live show. You're going to figure out how the cancel pool is going to work. You know, yeah, I got to figure that out, too, because I I don't know that Evan really wants to do it. I think he's taking the moral high ground on this one, so we might need a new arbiter. Let's cancel him. We could. That's only worth one point, though. Oh. <laughs> he's only a one-pointer, okay. Well, he's only one-pointer because, yeah, it's got to be worth canceling. Nothing against him. Awesome. I'm a one-pointer, too. Mm. Wow. I hang out with you peons. There you go. You're right. at least a seven, probably an eight. You're nowhere close to an eight, Brad. At least an eight. And, and, and you're right. Figuring out how that works. So, by the way, so like if, if you made it this far, the cancel pool is it's if you know what a dead pool is, basically, we're just going to look at who is going to be canceled through the year. And the rule that we're sort of going with is did it cost you money? Which I would have thought that Jimmy Fallon would, but he's still there yeah keeps tracking i mean the, the ratings are utter shit but the bar has been set pretty low for late night television whether he gets renewed or not i don't know so that, that See, this is why we need to bring craig ferguson back absolutely or uh, conan conan was okay man but i mean craig ferguson was as far as i'm concerned the epitome of a late show host yeah. craig ferguson is great but didn't Graham Norton back. is also great. I think we need to bring Graham Norton to North America. Yeah, Graham Norton is good. Start a petition. Yeah, but with with Ferguson, man, that guy. You know, I still go back and watch old YouTube videos of his show. Well, it, it's such a weird thing now because usually it would be the left wing canceling all all the people who they thought did right wing bad things. Mm -hmm. The right wing has realized they could do the same thing. Mm. Plus, the left will eat itself. So will the right, just not not to the same degree. Mm. But yeah, the I left need itself. Yes, that, that that is very much true. So I mean, like with Rachel Zegler, I guess that would count because she lost a gig. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, that that's a that's a whole deep story for another time. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the metrics work out for this this cancel pool because I have a couple of ideas. The problem is though, when you see an up and coming cancellation. You know, suddenly, by the time we get this going, they've already been canceled or they've made it out scot-free. Sometimes these things just come out of nowhere. We got we to gotta figure out how to rate people. Yeah, well, someone's going to have to know their shit and decide that they can be uh, fair. Hey, listener, if you know your shit about celebrities and celebrity culture, talk to us in the comments. There you go. 
Also, there's the show I do with Vinny Lospinuso where he looks at Hall of Fame cases. Uh, he just did the last one on Vern Llewellyn. You remember watching the Packers in the late 20s? No? Oh, yeah. I was, I was there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was right there. I mean, Alzheimer's has kicked in since, so I don't, I don't remember it clearly, but I know I still have the ticket stubs in my hope chest. Saying, well, you know, make fun all you want, but that show is actually reaching people. So, like, we've had some people who uh, were descendants of said people. Oh, cool. Shout to uh, Vinny and say thank you for making uh, this case for my dad or my grandfather. Nice. Aw, that's so, heartwarming. That's happened a few times. And it's pretty cool to see that this little thing is sort of making a little bit of difference in our own little way, as opposed to the three of us just making fun of people. It's what we do well. We do that very well. Stick That's with what you know. Yeah, and eventually we will go back to that crevice from which we came. Yeah, I I miss the uh, the invitations to crawl back into crevices. Um, the real lack of hate mail yeah. here. Mm. No, I still I I, I still get uh, get some actually. I got a very nice letter actually from someone, so that was very nice. In yeah. regards to this show or something else you did? I know, something else like you about an all-time list of, of one of the franchises, and it was very constructive criticism. And That's that, good. Uh, you do this differently, and I'd love to hear why you did this, and I sort of responded, and you know, stuff like that. You know, rather than, like, when I get a message where it'll be like, you have no credibility because I did this, this, and this. All right. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about the internet is that it can reach everybody. And the bad thing about the internet is that it can reach everybody. I thought it was for porn. It's true. Well, the internet is really, really great. For porn. There we go. I mean, I'm just, I'm I got the best the... connection, so I don't have to wait. For porn. <laughs> I'm giving you your softball. Like I, I still think I do the Trekkie Monster better than you, Andrea. Yeah. So I think we need to switch our rules there. Okay. Next time. All right. All right. So with that, kids, we bid you adieu from the Bucknerverse. So wherever you are, wherever you may be, you know, make it a good day, because unless the Buddhists are right, you're not going to come back. Good night. Carp slidium. There you go. Carpula carp. Seize the fish? Seize the fish. Mm. Oh, I'm hungry. Anyways, bye. <laughs>